podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi folks, it's David here and I just want to talk to you about the latest draw from our friends at Football Prizes. Football Prizes is pretty much what the name suggests. You have the opportunity to win some spectacular Rangers prizes in their raffles and other clubs if you have a fondness for any of them. This week, their prize draw, which takes place this Wednesday, the 20th of January, is for a signed framed Barry Ferguson shirt. It's a very nice piece of kit indeed. Uh, It's got LED lights, it's signed, framed, Lights up Tickets There's only 99 of them And they cost £5.95 each So if you want to enter And uh, I'm going to be Because I want to win it uh, Then all you need to do Is head along To Football Prizes website Uh, You pick your ticket number And you enter Competition has one uh, one entry, uh, just go to footballprizes.co.uk That's footballprizes.co.uk And you have a chance to win a spectacular piece of Rangers merchandise Good luck! everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I'm your host as always and this week I have no guests. Well apart from this one. Uh, all the way from the, the great land of the USA uh, I thought we need an expert on watching something set itself on fire and uh, who could be better than my friend Shane Nicholson. Good afternoon Shane. Hello David. It's a privilege to be here this morning with you I, I think I think this is the first flagship I've done since Graham Murdy got sick of kicking Derek McInnes around yeah so. I, I think so there's probably been a political agenda against you rather than any <laughs> health reason to to not have you to not have you on here I mean we, we had you on except when we didn't yes. <laughs> um, it's uh oh, we man. Are, we are, of course, referring to the, the latest in the tyre fire that is Celtic FC 2028-21. Oh. Uh, we will come to that, and we will yeah. have a lot of fun when doing so. But uh, we are, of course, a Rangers podcast, and we're going to talk about the champions-elect uh, and our trip to Motherwell. Shane, we are the champions-elect. We deserve to be. We've put ourselves yes. into a wonderful position. But if we don't turn up to games until after half time, then that might not continue to be the case. Yeah, I don't even know if it was halftime. It was just that 20 minutes out of the gate. And, and like I said, we had that one passage where everybody, sw- I mean, from the from, from the throwing coming in, the well, the goal, obviously, everybody just switched off. I mean, T- Tab was out of place. Kamara was out of place. Balogun, obviously, I you know, I love him, but uh, yeah. That that's that's more than once he's been beaten in that exact same type of run this season. So that's a goal we've conceded a few times. We haven't conceded yeah. many. Well, we've only conceded a few, but yes, we have given up that one. That yeah. one seems to have um, been in place. But I, I just thought we were very flat at the tracks. And look, I understand that you know footballers they, they speak about the twelve o'clock fixtures not a particularly. Uh, not they're not a fan of it, and that's universal across the game. They just they don't like it. The preparation time, obviously, from getting up and it's breakfast, etc. It, they don't like it. But still, you, you know, Motherwell were out on the front foot. You've got to come out, and it, it's not like it's it's a recent thing. I mean, last week at Aberdeen was a three o'clock kickoff, and Rangers right. were slow out of the traps in the first twenty minutes there. But uh, as a 
a layman, right? As as a total non-professional in football, just a fan. I've always wondered about starts and you know how quickly you start, and and surely there must just be a case of saying, right, lads, up and at it straight away. And having had the opportunity to speak to you know pros and ex-pros, and and not just you know Rangers, but but other, you say to them, look, why are some games you slow at the track, and they, they'll all look at you and, and say, you, we don't know. Um, you, clearly, you don't deliberately say, right, lads, let's, let's go out and take it easy for the first Play like shit for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, play, play for shit for a bit and, and invite the opposition on. And it's, the Sundays you go out and it's just boom, right? And everyone's on it and it's fast passing and everyone. And there are other days you go out and it's just slow and lacklustre. And it, it, it's a difficult one to try and solve, but it's something Rangers, I think, have to solve, Shane, because it's happened a few times now. Yeah, I, I, and I, I tried to watch back some of the match after you got a hold of me uh, to do this so I could be a little bit more prepared because, you know, I, I don't like noon Sunday kickoffs either because that's a 6 a.m. kickoff for me. And I'm either very hungover or just really tired. So, um, you know, the, the biggest thing I saw, which and I pointed this out on Twitter at the time, you know, I, I don't understand why we switch a Revo and Kamara sometimes because Kamara just works better with Barisic. Uh, it's, it's been the case all season and a Revo and Haji have looked good together on the right. Um, and I, I the midfield, I don't know if it was because they were trying to trend back to where they want to be or whatever, but that, that first 45 minutes, you couldn't get the midfield out of each other's pockets. And you know, that, that really slows down the passing game when you've got three guys all within about 15 yards of each other, the whole damn half. I mean, it, 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 it bogs it down. And I think we've seen that, you know, in times at, at, uh, at Patadri, um, and some of the other matches this year where we've had that kind of lull, uh, not, not the crisp, sharp, you know, 20 pass, uh, uh, uh movements that have led to goals, but instead mm-hmm. these, these ones where it looks like we can't, really just move the ball any more than eight yards side to side. So mm. I wonder if it was the goal at Petodri last week when Aribo um didn't didn't track back to cover for Tav. And I wonder yeah. if the manager thought, well look, of the two fullbacks it is Tav who tends to be the you know the, the most furthest forward. He he does tend to look Barisic will get up there and deliver his cross and then get back. Um right. whereas Tav will go in and try and you know get on the end of things and try and score goals. So I wonder if the manager thought I'll put Kamara over there is more naturally defensively inclined. And uh, that might have been the thinking, but you're right, it, it, it didn't work. Um, we found ourselves a goal down, pretty flat display in the first half. Expected a reaction in the second half, got one. Um, Rangers, you know, were, were, were dominant. Um, eventually did get the goal without, I think we've got to be honest, without really putting Liam Kelly in the Motherwell goal. I mean, it wasn't like he was making save after save. Uh, we we did have some, some decent chances, Ryan Kent. Who just could not do wrong, uh, do, do right for doing wrong yesterday. He just had one of those days, and and you yeah. could see it. That you could see it, but uh, yeah, I must admit I was touch surprised that he stayed on, Aribo stayed on, and Yanis Hadji got hauled off. I thought Hadji of the three of them, not saying any of them were great, but I thought Hadji looked probably the most dangerous of the three of them. Uh, did that one surprise you? Yeah, a bit, and and I didn't, you know unlike we saw maybe in the second half of the average match and, and, and more in the past few weeks, like when Kent's getting the ball only in the last 20 yards of space is when he constantly runs himself out of space. Mm. Um, you, you know, it's, I, I, you don't like seeing maybe one of your best creative players dropping back 40 yards to pick up the ball all the time, but he needs to, because obviously, I mean, the, his ability to, to, to take people off the dribble, 
um, or make you know the quick one two passes to get two or three guys out of position, especially with the way Davis is passing right now, um, uh, was lacking. I mean, every time he picked up the ball, it was right around their area, and you know we, we saw it time and again yesterday where he just runs to the end line and then the ball goes out and they get a goal kick. You know, mm-hmm. um, three times and, and yeah. Yeah, and again, you know, with a reboot, I I don't know. I, I want to keep bagging on the guy. Everybody has a bad game. Um, it, it just I I don't you know as as you point out when him not tracking back on the, on the, uh, up there at uh, Pataudry, but okay. yeah. still I I don't you know Kamara. I think part of Kamara's skill set is especially with our field out. He's the one who makes those late runs. From usually from the far side of the box, right when Tab's bringing the ball down, um, and we we just there was nobody coming out of midfield yesterday coming into the box late to try to create anything, uh, which again you know something that we desperately missed with with Arfield being out injured. Yeah, we have missed Arfield, and I think you, you see that. And I, look, nobody um, is going to sit down and pretend that Scott Arfield maybe has a technical ability of some of the other players on that side, but what he does do is something that nobody else does. Which is, as you say, he's, he's fantastic timing at arriving in the box. He, he takes players out of position. He creates space um, for other players as well, and they've got to be aware of him. So all of that, well, and, and, and he shoots, you know, shoots, I, you which know. which is the, it's, that was frustrating. It's, it's frustrating with Stephen Davis, right? It, you don't notice it as much when you have Arfield in the lineup, but without him playing, you know, now, now we've had a couple of weeks. Of, like Stephen, just take one shot. Because, I mean, the, the, the reason, yeah, Arfield's not as fast or as technically gifted or anything, you know, as you're saying, but he will just have a fucking crack from 25 yards, you know, right. and that and that makes defenders, you have to commit to that because he will put that shot on. Stephen Davis, you know, even at the edge of the box with a clear shooting lane, nine times out of ten, he's going to look for the pass, which just clogs up the area around the goal more. You know, if, well, if you they don't, don't need to run out, close them down. Yeah, they don't need to run out to block. So, I, and no. we saw that yesterday, and I thought we reverted to crossing too often. Now I'm going to completely, you know, shoot myself in the foot. Well, we Forty-one crosses, I think. Forty-one crosses from open play. Now that that's a lot, right? That, yeah. That's like first. Season well, and that plays out. into them with their baseball of bat course. fielding central defenders. Yeah, so. I mean they've got big six footers in there, Mugabe and, and Gallagher, who are quite happy to just stand there all day and head the ball away. Now, what it means is that the cross has to be exceptional and right. the movement has to be exceptional. And luckily for us, Rangers did combine. Well, not luckily, that's why you have skillful players. Borna Barisic <laughs> delivered uh, a beautiful ball in. Cedric Eaton, again, just he's very good at that. Well, particularly against Motherwell. <laughs> yes, uh, beating Mother- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, God, he hates Motherwell, doesn't he? Did his, his parents get laid off from Ravenscraig or something? But he is just magnificent versus them. But he took... Uh, you know, lovely, but he's he's got that. You know, he's got that kind of that 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 natural striker ability to just say, I don't even know if they know they're doing it, if it's instinct, but just that I shall take a step over here and yeah. therefore put myself in a and and you know it's it's a real talent. But he got in the end of it, great header, and and I did think at that point we would go on and win the game. I'm a bit disappointed that that we didn't. Uh, a, a kind of flat result now. A few um, of us, I think, noticed watching that the pitch was not in good condition. Stephen Gerrard yeah. talked about that afterwards, and he said, look, we know the pitch isn't in good condition. Motherwell told us through the week um, they actually got in touch with us and said, look, we've got to warn you, the pitch isn't great, and if the weather 
turns, then there's a fair chance the game might be off. But he he was quick to say it, but, you know, it wasn't the pitch that was passive in the first. That, that's a quote. It wasn't the pitch that was passive <laughs> in the first forty five minutes. Yeah. Um, and he pointed out, I think, quite an interesting thing because the the you know the pitch at Ibrox isn't looking good. None of the pitches in Scotland are looking good at the moment. But uh, even when I watch EPL games, the pitches there don't look great. And normally they are like you know pristine. And I do wonder if it's maybe a, a, a COVID-related thing. Maybe they don't have as many staff members or maybe the staff members are having to work in different ways. I don't know. It's just a theory. But well, uh, that, it, that it does actually, seem to be something across the UK. It was something because, you know, as we were talking yesterday, I'd switch over to watch Ajax uh, and Vineyard. And, and of course, you know, it was a different climate and obviously a indoor facility there. But I, I, I watch more Eredivisie than, than EPL probably. And their pitches all seem to be in a, at least a decent state. Um, it, a big part of it is that what you just said, that, that teams can't have as much staff in place right now uh, uh, to, to do groundswork. Um, I reached out to a couple of buddies of mine that work at a couple of different clubs down south, and, and they've said that we just we don't have the people in place um, between having to furlough staff to save costs and the fact that you just aren't supposed to have that many people around working together um and that it has impacted the quality of their playing service so i, I you know obviously, obviously we go through this every winter um certainly with the likes of fur park and and stuff like that i mean they, they just don't have the the facilities that we do although i i, I did find it funny the the, the picture of a tannadice and dens park that came out last week oh, that's brilliant it, you know, <laughs> people are like oh it's the shadow well yeah but they both have undersoil heating so yeah. the shadows really the same matter. street. <laughs> Dens Park was playable and Tanadice wasn't the same street. Absolutely fantastic. But uh that's Scottish football in a nutshell. Yep. And uh yeah, it was it was a bit of a pain. So it left us uh just the twenty one points clear. Just the twenty one, yeah. Um now there was some initial and I think it went away and dissipated by today that's for sure but uh, I think there was some initial kind of disappointment from from certain quarters then there were other fans I spoke about this on our our daily update show on Patreon that social media I think Shane is bad for polarising opinions I think that you go in sort of in the middle ground and you kind of get shoved to one extreme or the other so it it quickly came down to either you were far too blasé because you were saying, look, it's one draw after 15 wins. It's hardly a disaster. We're still X amount of points in. Because, oh, no, you're not taking this seriously enough. And then otherwise you were saying, this is a disaster. This is terrible. Everything's going to shit. Um, we can't do this. You know, I did see what's like disgrace and ashamed, which I thought were a bit over the top. Um, <laughs> and, and people were saying, no, you're, you're being ridiculous. Uh, there is a middle ground, which is, look, lads, that wasn't very good for at least a half. Um, yeah. You need to step it up. You should be, you know, don't drop your standards. We'll come to maybe the reasons why, the psychological reasons why in a minute. But I think that, in my opinion, you know, 15 wins and a draw is no debacle. 24 point, you know, 24 games, 21 wins, three draws is fantastic. But equally, yeah, you're allowed to say that wasn't a very good performance. Well, I mean, that's part of being a Rangers supporter. <laughs> if if we don't win, we've lost. So, yeah, oh, disaster. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I had to look at it because you got to go back to last Sunday, right? They played two matches in the spell that we played one, and they gained one point. So there you go. I mean, we were up 22 points at the end of the match last Sunday, right? Mm. Now we're up 21, if I'm doing my math right. I mean, 
they had two away. Well, they had two home. Yeah, they they played week. two matches this week, and so. we had two yeah. away games, and we oh, finished, okay. uh, and right. we finished the week. You know, they took two points, we took four. So well, I, was, I was thinking from so. Oh no, because they played on Monday last week. They played That's Monday, yeah. So yeah. they had two home. So matches, yeah, since we closed two out away. Last time. Yeah. yeah, since so, so, so yeah. since you know, look before yeah, kickoff, it, it's, it's twenty-one points. I mean, so, you know, well, the other if, thing if, they, if is, they're going to make up a point, a point on us, uh, uh, you know, a half point a match for the next seventeen matches that they have, I, they're not going to catch us. Not so catch us. the thing, obviously, we want to do now is just wipe Brenton's invisible season off of the. Uh... <laughs> well, that, this is the this is the thing, right? Um, about uh, and I do understand you want to get it done. Neil McCann, I thought, spoke very, very well about that. Where he said, yeah, that's your focus, just go and get it done. Yep. But it is a different pressure, I think, for the squad to what they've been used to the past couple of seasons. And, and we know they haven't handled it. I'm not in any way, we know they haven't handled that in a in a tight race, but it is different to go, oh, my god, they're so far back, you know, can't see them. Um, and and to think to yourself, right, okay, we can maybe take the foot off the accelerator a little bit but look I've got no objection at all once the league is won to us going full Walter Mine in a row playing guys that are you know just wandering past the stadium all the players <laughs> quite clearly hammered 24-7 I've got no objection at all to that Liverpool did it last year mm-hmm. and I've got no problem with that at all but you know go and get it done equally I look at our results and they're phenomenally good I look at a run of a run of games, you know, we've got Ross County, uh, St. Johnston and Kilmarnock at home coming up in the next the next five matches. The other two are Hibs away, always tough. Hamilton away, you'd expect us to pick up the points there. So uh, while I'm not annoyed particularly about yesterday, other than, you know, certain things from watching the game, uh, I, I, we, you know, I want us to, to, to go into this next run of matches saying, right, this is actually the chance. Because if we do win those matches, then we are pretty much home and hosed. Well, I, you know, I I think there's something to it too that Jared seems slightly more comfortable when he has to rotate for Europe. You know, like Defoe hadn't played for five matches, right? Barker hadn't played since the old firm, I believe. Um, and these are players in the Moxa squad who just hadn't seen uh, playing time, and it's the matches have been slightly more spaced out. So, you know, I, we played better earlier in the season when he didn't have to think about that as much. You just know that you have to rotate. Um, now he, you know, he seems slightly less comfortable in, in how he's making those selections. So I, you know, I look. It was a blip, but it was still a draw. Um, we still have a loss, and you know, we we roll on. I mean, it's 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 not like anybody got COVID or anything. So no, exactly, and uh, <laughs> it's it's it, 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 it's not like uh, there's an agenda against us by doctors in that um, to to get stuck into us. But yeah, there's going to be. Games like that, I think, flat games yeah. over the rest of the season because you don't have that scoreboard pressure. You don't have fans in the ground, of course, um, as, as as we all know. And that means that there's going to be this little bit of um, self-motivation. I think I'll, I also remember, you know, when we drew with, with Hibs, we then went on this fantastic run. Um, mm-hmm. When we when we lost to St Mirren, we then got back on the loss quite quickly. So I, I do think they're pretty good at saying, right, OK, come on refocus get on with the job a little bit we do have a run of games coming up with us you know saturday wednesdays which is i, I think is good because they've had a bit of a rest you know with this you know effectively that that'll be like the third full week of training they've been able to do but then i like this team as you say when they're just playing i think they're, yep. you know they, they get into a rhythm um in a way that that 
means that they they're just so focused each game because you don't really have time to focus on anything else and uh, I think we see that. Now, um for those of you who don't like when we discuss uh our our unfortunate opposition across the city, that you can go now. So just <laughs> come, come back tomorrow. Oh, the, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where we will also good. be making money. <clears throat> So. Loads of good stuff ahead of you, <laughs> because you know we wouldn't have maybe mentioned the fact that Celtic had drew to, to Livingston drew with Hibs uh, 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 in the passing. Yeah, yeah, we we would have mentioned that as in you know the context of where we are, and 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 it would have been relevant, of course, because they're the the, the team. Well, they were on paper the team most likely to stop us winning the league. I'm not sure we can still say that now, but um, <clears throat> yeah, again, Celtic have managed on a dreary Monday to somehow extraordinarily <laughs> shoot themselves in the dick, as Shane would put it, with a, a spectacular press conference by the Celtic manager, Neil Lennon. He returned from his COVID isolation post their Dubai trip. Shane, I'm coming around to the opinion that, that see that Dubai trip, I don't think they should have gone on it. I, it, it seems like it might have been a poor idea. Um, well, just... You know, no, 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 I'm I'm no expert, and and I don't want to nope. be accused of dragging them through the mud. You know, having an agenda here. You're just, having an agenda. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> it's I've honestly uh, uh, where to start with this thing. I, I, I mean, well, it, this it is was... the thing, you know, because they keep trickling out these little. <laughs> it was still coming out when we started the show. So if there's something funnier that we've missed, I'm very sorry. <laughs> we just it's still it's still falling down the pipe for us here somebody uh, said to me you need to see this and i was like i don't you know i'll, I'll read the quotes i don't really watch no. uh, the press conference <laughs> videos of them right uh, i'm not one of these people who can do it. i don't you know look, people say i'll oh, listen to clyde it's comedy gold i can't okay i, I can't listen to that level of stupid it just depresses me because it reminds me that i'm a member of the same species and then i think you know it's fucking 2021 have we not evolved to, to, to better than this yet you know um uh-huh. the word is specific for example right just you know start mentioning that you know not pacific <laughs> not pacific you know, you know? Yeah. have you got a pacific example there shoe no give them a know. fucking you, indian, you know, you, you, give them an indian ocean one you know you oh, right, escape. So, <laughs> escape how is it yeah, people uh, yeah <laughs> lacks a daisy coat right i can't yeah. i just i can't okay <laughs> it, it, it's a weakness on my part i just can't so I was like, I'm not watching it, and they're like, you need to watch this. So I put it on, and I'm, I, you know, I've been warned that's bad, right? I've been, I've been warned that's bad. So I'm, my expectations been calibrated a certain way, and by the end of it, 48 seconds the clip was, I was going, holy fuck, they need to sack him. You know, they, yeah. they, they cannot allow him to stay in that job, because in uh, I've seen probably about seven or eight minutes of it now in total. He said that. Celtic don't have any positive tests apart from the two that they've had. Because yeah, there no was one, COVID. Way, there yeah. was another one. They had to yeah, this morning. Yeah. He said, no one has COVID, checks notes, apart from the two who do. Um, he then was asked about Celtic. And I'll just say, I'll read it to you. I'll read, I'll read to you what he said so that we, we can't be accused of, of twisting his words um, in any way. He said... Uh, I'm not apologising for going out there and training for a week. I'm not apologising for the players having a day off. I apologise because two of our staff had uh, because 16 of our players and staff had to self isolate. 
I don't think it's a public health issue. I, that, okay. that, that's the one. Right? I, um, mean, I think that's, it, that's the knife. <laughs> I think it's political. I think it's political, folks. So COVID has been invented to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row from their manager, incidentally. Um, he <laughs> he then went, went on to say, we weren't doing a 20-man conga, which was lauded by all and sundry because Scotland qualified for the Euros and accused uh, the, 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 the nation, the media, of double standards. Um, your players were in that fucking conga. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and all, what, what you say, like you can't long lens people in Dubai without their consent or so. I don't even know. What, I mean, it's, it's just the most, uh, you know, in Dubai of someone yeah. without their consent. Yeah. I mean, I, I think our good friend Chris Graham hit on the head that the, the somebody should have followed up and asked him his opinions on 5G. Because once, I mean, he's <laughs> he has crawled down the rabbit hole, man. Like, I, this, this, is, this is the kind of shit I expect to see over here, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying that's in a mocking way, right? Because I'm a recovered alcoholic and Shane quite often appears on our show. The crow pod will tell you about the end drunk. <laughs> so, uh, but I am aware of when somebody do- doesn't sound right and he didn't sound right. He no. didn't sound good. And and he is just coming off 10 days uh, self-isolation, which is a tough thing to do for anyone. I understand that. But here's the thing. You're in a position of authority, okay? You're in a position of responsibility. You cannot go out there and in the middle of a worldwide, global, unprecedented health crisis, pour cold water on the regulations. You you cannot. It's irresponsible. If I did it in a normal workplace, I would, I think, run the very real risk of being gross misconducted for uh, bringing the company into disrepute. I think I would breach the terms of my contract there. So you can't do that. But here are the things that he managed to do in this press conference. One, he managed to insult the Scottish government, who have been pressing, by the way, for Celtic to be punished by the SFA for the Dubai trip. He managed to insult the SFA, who incidentally are being pressured by the Scottish government to take action <laughs> against Celtic because of their Dubai trip. He insulted his boss, the Celtic chief executive, Neil Lennon, uh, Neil Lennon uh, Peter Lowell, by saying that not only should he not have apologised, but if anyone had to apologise, it should have been Lennon because it was his decision. He insulted their fans by saying nobody has COVID, apart from these two. Um, he, it was absolutely wild. It was completely out of control. It was Keegan-esque meltdown, you know, back in 96. Anything you want to put it at. Uh, even did air quotes at one point. If you're yes, doing air yes. quotes in a press conference, you know, and it was quite funny because it, he immediately did it. And all I could think was, is that the riots a few weeks ago when the shark came out, he was going, <laughs> all I wanted was sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Is that too much to ask? And and I'm not entirely sure, Shane, that he believes that it's not. But the, the serious point is, and we'll get back into a minute to laughing, um, at their travails, but there is a public health crisis. People are dying yeah. from this, and and even yeah, if your, you want your to, hospitals are filling up just as quickly as ours. Our are. hospitals are. So, look, it, it, yeah. it, one of our listeners got in touch and said, "I work in a hospital, and if he wants to come down and see what's going on at it, then I'm willing to show him, and he'll see well, that he might end up there at this rate." Well, a, a different type of hospital, I think. I don't think. Uh, oh, that, that, yeah, I mean, that one too. <laughs> yeah, that one too. But it was it was a spectacular 
um, and flagrant meltdown, but it did for me move into offensive. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. You know, as, as I was sitting there watching, it, it, it harkens back to you know my time working with politicians and stuff like that, whether in the media or PR. And like, this is this is the kind of shit you tell like a losing candidate to do in a political campaign, right? Just come out and sit there and say, "You're making all this up. This is all your fault. This is absolute bullshit. None of this is re-, because you know you're in a position where it doesn't matter. All you got to do is reignite your base, right? Obviously, we've seen it work here to great effect. Um, oh, it's I, all the same itself. It never, yeah. it never does you much harm with your base. No, and that's I don't. But I, I don't. They're see, not buying I, it. No, outside of like his Desmond, base aren't it, buying it. it. No, and that's the, the only thing I can hope for. You know, again, it, it is a, it, like keep him away from the goddamn microphones for the rest of the year. But I would love Desmond to come out with his usual biweekly statement of "No, nah, I'm keeping him." Mm. <laughs> Just get up, yeah. I don't care. He's staying. But that's solely for entertainment purposes, obviously. No, it, it, it's it's been remarkable, really, to watch this uh, this, this explosion. And, and as I say, the, the problem that they've had is he's clearly been in his house for 10 days alone watching, you know, the, the Celtics form continue oh, to no, get it's, worse. It's like, it's like Trump, you know, it's like taking Twitter off of Trump and then you put him back in front of a camera. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's that. Well, Trump, when he got put in front of a camera after Twitter, didn't do, didn't do this. You know? <laughs> he at least read what they'd given him to read. I mean, he, he's gone off on one. He has gone, no. you know, into business well, I, for itself. I, I think part of this, though, too, is, you know, you're, you're looking at a guy who, for, for the better part of two decades, has had every excuse made for every one of his horrid fucking actions. You know, be it as a player, uh, his, his first stint as a manager, whatever it might be. There's always been somebody there to excuse it, and they've let him do this for for his entire time uh, in Scotland. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, of course he feels like he can get up there and say, because, again, who's ever held him to account? What, what has everybody ever told him? Like, Neil, you probably shouldn't say that, or Neil, you probably shouldn't have hit the, you know, like, no, it's it's not happened. It's never happened. No, and he, he, he can't handle it, and I think he's aware that he has lost their base, but this is why to take it back to Rangers, right? Yeah, yeah. This is why I'm confident because we do have a lot of a uh, tough fixtures played. We've still got plenty. Don't get me wrong, but oh, we yeah. have a big we have a big lead. But the whole fear of us not winning the league is predicated not just on us collapsing, right, right. but also on Celtic hitting a run of form that I don't believe their current circumstances would allow, because. Clearly, you know, things are not right there. We know that. Um, to put it another way, folks, Rangers have dropped six points in 24 matches. Celtic have won six of their last 20 matches. Okay, so the idea, incidentally, that, oh, well, they were missing players the last two games. Okay, what about the previous 18? And I just don't believe that there's any signs from them. Now, they could sack them, they could sack them and they could bring someone else in, but that's unlikely to engender an immediate turnaround. I just I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't know who you're trying to do it either. So. If I'm a manager of any standing and you think that's what they'd want to point, then you say, yeah, for me in summer, lads. Yeah, more than happy I'll, talk, to, I'll talk to you in June. Talk to you in June. <laughs> more than happy to dial in on transfer targets for next season. I am not touching this yet because if you're a you know if you're a manager of standing, you can do that. Yeah. So 
I just think that the circumstances don't lend themselves to that. If, of course, we get it right on the pitch. And, you know, Ross County at home, no disrespect, that's a fixture I expect us to win. Um, but I don't I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be the case. So I, I just, I, I was sitting watching it. And as I say, just you're absolutely appalled. The other thing, of course, Shane, is that people are worried, understandably. Well, Celtic are trying to get the season called off. And a few things about that is some of the noises about null and void um, last week. None of them actually, if you read the articles that mention null and void in the headline, none of them say it's possible. Yeah, that, 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 that seemed more like Keith creating uh, yeah, it was uh, out of whole cloth. Just... Nobody was talking about Dubai, but no. well done for Neil, by the way, to put all of Peter Lowell's work last week and getting Dubai put away um, and changing the focus right back onto the agenda. But the other thing about it is, is that, oh, well, you know, the government might shut down football just out of spite. Well, they could, right? Absolutely. But they've already said that they're not going to punish the whole game because of one club. Secondly, it's an election year in Scotland and yeah. shutting down all football because of one club won't play well. And yes, while a lot of Celtic supporters would, I think, sociologically be SNP voters, equally, you still need others. Um, and you don't want to take, that's an unnecessary risk. And lastly, and this is the key thing, if Celtic get football shut down, the other clubs who have generally gone along with them over the years for whatever reason, uh, they're not going to be best pleased and just vote, you know, vote through that are we null and void it. So I get it that it's so out of control, Shane, and it's such a disaster and a catastrophe that, <laughs> Because we're logical people, we're sitting at it going, they must have a plan. They can't just be fucking it up this badly. And then, yeah, I was in that camp as well, but then I take a step back and I think, no, what Occam's razor here, what's more likely? There's no way that this spectacular catastrophe is part of a grand design. It just, it, it can't be. Well, no, I mean, this is, you know, when you have a rambling drunk as your manager who's like a pint and a half away from offering a square go to, to Nicola Sturgeon. Like, I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. It... Enough, enough about you. Let's talk about Neil Lennon. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I don't... I mean, I think at this point, the SFA or the government or whoever would have to say, fine, you know what, if we got to shut... I mean, just shut them down again, right? And you forfeit your matches. I mean, that's it. I, I I don't see a way, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I never discount any possibility in Scottish football and, the, and their their amazing ability to just, you know, fuck up the easiest things in the world. But oh, that, that is true, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah but no, I, 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 I got to go with you there. I just, I, I don't see, I don't see an avenue in which we're not lifting a trade. And hopefully we get it done. You know, I, I, I still, I keep looking at that round 31 of fixtures. Um, which which I believe is the last old firm, if I'm doing my math right, uh, in, in which we could very comfortably have the trophy in hand by that point if we keep this pace up, which uh, ha having to have them run a guard of honor for us would just really ice the cake on the last 10 years. So, Well, I highly doubt he'll be there to watch it anyway. No. 
Right, that will do us for this week here on Heart and Hand. Uh, Cammy will be here with Heart and Hand Extra this Thursday, uh, previewing the Ross County game. Who knows what will have happened between now and then. Um, well, my, but my Shane, country will be gone. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot about Wednesday, yes. Uh, Civil War <laughs> 2, this time it's personal. Um, uh, yeah, well, you know, stay safe. Because, oh, actually, that yeah. doesn't really bother me because we record on a Tuesday. And exactly. that's what I was going to say. You know, people who like hearing me and Shane talk, I'll be honest, we don't talk a lot about football uh, on the Crow Pod too. It's available for free with uh, all our social media feeds. But uh, you also, if you just go to Art and and Patreon, you don't need to be a subscriber. There it is. And you can download and listen at your pleasure. Um, we basically just talk about, well, any old random crap that comes into our head. Yeah. Yeah. And we bring a Canadian along with us to do it. So, yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and so if nothing else, he'll apologize to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he makes jokes allegedly, so you know. Yeah, he's, he's a there. genuine, real life, honest to god nah. comedian. <laughs> I still nah, think good. That's good. I still think I'm the funniest. <laughs> no, every single Tuesday there, and then uh, we we do the odd show every once in a while, like the with the uh, the uh, impeachment last week, and then of course, uh, hopefully, we got some more stuff coming. As David said, it's all going to stay free. So if you like listening to me bullshit, you got plenty of opportunities to do it coming up. We'll talk about the whole staying free thing, Shane. You know, some of us have got expensive tastes. Right, if you want to hear more from Shane, follow him on Twitter. He's at Offvoid, that's uh, O-F-V-O-I-D on Twitter. Uh, he'll be there, and I think this week's a good week to follow Shane, as, as he says, there's, there's, there's some big events going down in Washington this week that might have running commentary uh, uh, from, from an angry American might be, might be quite interesting for you folks. I will be back here next week. Until then, please stay safe. Take care, and we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.